All right. Well, first, thanks everyone for showing up to talk about <clears throat> psychedelics. And to me, that's pretty synonymous with talking about healing with psychedelics, but I often refer to as the sacred medicines. Um, I did put together deck to, to serve as kind of a, a backdrop for us. And so, um, if I can get my screen shared. This is the one I want. So, did that work? You guys are seeing my screen? It does. It, it's working great. Sweet. All right. So, here are some topics that I have that I created some slides for that we can talk about. We don't. No, my my goal for today really was to um, find out which area is really the most interesting to this group and spend as much time as we want to there. The goal for me is not to get to get through these, but um, to to really spend some time dialoguing, especially if people have had questions or some of the the things that they see or hear. Bring up some questions. That's that's my goal today. I didn't spend a whole lot of time making this pretty. I was hoping that the emphasis today would be on the conversation that we have and using people's curiosity as our guide. And the topics that I created are what are what are psychedelics for? You know, uh, for me, it's healing and, and evolution to help with that. You know, how, how, how do they help do that? Um, what does Ross say about psychedelics? Um, some people might be interested in what the, the psychedelic experience is like. If there's people on here who haven't done it before who are curious about that. And what, is, what are the, some of the modalities of it? How do they, um, how do they help people heal? And then a little bit about integration, bringing that experience into the 3D. How do you take an experience that you would have and then how do you use that to change your life um, or heal from depression? And then also, if we want to, at the end, I put a couple slides together on some of the teachings, like some high points on one of the main teaching arcs that, that, that I've received. And we can, we can um, talk about that uh, as an example. All right. What are psychedelics for? <laughs> for me, for healing and expansion. 
uh, a lot of times I think of it as uh, these medicines helping us align to ourselves. I think of, for me, so much of the work that I do, the way I got introduced to psychedelic was because I was desperate to heal. I had an extended depression. I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder. And I pretty much reached the end of the line for me. And at the time, I didn't have a whole lot of patience for religion. Certainly, I had kind of thrown all that stuff away a long time before. But lo and behold, I encountered psychedelics. And then all of my, all of my healing really has been uh, through spiritual, spirituality. And, you know, so some of the things that they do, you know, an introduction to the heart, helping us accept all as one, seeing everything as one, um, helping us to yield to the force of the creation, to become a vessel to allow the essence of us, it's the, the, the God force trying to animate us. You know, helping us to see, to understand light and dark and how it's all part of us and helping us to accept being in a world where there's darkness and there's people doing things that are harmful to each other, helping us to coexist in that, which um, for me and a lot of people that I've met through depression, that's part of it. It's like just not being able to make peace with the world. Um, and then just helping us to experience magic and believe in magic and believe in in life becoming but life can be uh, miraculous and magical um and i wanted to say that that psychedelics aren't the only way to get these benefits a lot of people have a lot of this and they don't do it through the portal of psychedelics so through my experience now, since being in this world since 2015, they truly are a powerful portal um, that for a lot of people, I don't know if there's anything else that could have ushered them or shepherded them through that portal the way that the psychedelics uh, did. And so... So how do, how do psychedelics help with that? Uh, one thing that I think is unique about psychedelics is that built in, on a good day, built into the experience is a suspension of disbelief. And so if you think about how calcified and contracted we can get sometimes with our thinking and the way the world is, when we go into an experience like this where we, we experience other realms, the suspension of disbelief just comes with this experience. It seems like it's one of the magical gifts that you get with it. Um, maybe like no other, no other tool. Um, and then there's the idea of experiencing the divine, of feeling it. That when we, when we commune with these medicines, if they, yeah. On a good day, they create this open channel to our higher self, to God, to whatever we experience it as. 
to experience that firsthand is itself a, a transformative experience to have. Um, they also are masterful at giving us perspectives that we weren't able to have ourselves. They can move our lenses around, and in many cases, they can move our lenses to a higher perspective. So we're seeing things from a vantage point where we see more than we could from from our own fear-entangled egoic mindset. And then also the ability to see the meaning in things that before we couldn't, because now we're seeing it from a vantage point toward I, it all makes sense. We see more of the parts all at one time. Um, another thing that psychedelics do is they can, we can receive teachings and these teachings can be so powerful because we realize that they weren't coming from within. It's not something we already knew or something we've already been told or exposed to or anything maybe that we've ever even thought of. But all of a sudden, wisdom is coming in. And sometimes it, sometimes it can come in as complete sentences. And sometimes it just drops in like a package of knowing that when we when we when we look at it and receive it then it starts to unfold into um to sentences and words and understanding but it sometimes just drops in as a bundle of knowing sometimes what you get just feels like it's energetic it's not of the intellect it feels you can feel your body Sometimes it can be like a vibration or a buzzing. Sometimes it just feels like an, like a DNA upgrade where it feels like this must be a DNA upgrade. That's what this feels like. And then sometimes you have experiences, not so unusual, that they're through a dimension that really doesn't relate to what we're used to. And it's... It, when you come all the way back and when you come out of the force of the medicine, the ability to really wrap your head around parts of the experience is just, you can't bring it all back. When you were in it, it was clear. When you come back and you start to reorient to this ordinary consciousness that we have, it's like, <laughs> part of it's missing because it, it, it just doesn't, it's like it, it, do, it doesn't translate. And one of the other things is just being held in God's love, where you feel like you're being loved in a way that you didn't even know was possible. And you can't. You can't unexperience that. Once you've experienced that, it, um, it, 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 for me, I think of it as it lights a pilot light in you that never goes out. Does, doesn't mean you don't have bad days and you don't still 
uh, get back into your fear entanglement. And, but my experience, from my first experience in 2015, was it was an introduction to my heart, and it lit a pilot light that never went out. So there was some hope, even in those dark days that I would have. I didn't experience hopelessness the same way that I did for that. So that was a lot I just threw out there. Um, does that resonate? Is that what, what's give, give me some, some, uh, some thoughts about that. It might be it might be interesting uh, just really quickly show of hands says um, who might have tried psychedelics before one two okay I can only see five people so let me know how many people yeah there's about five okay oh people are raising their hands now okay so okay um, I mean the majority I think Gwen does it all the time. But she's just not going to raise her hand. She and just kidding, Gwen. So, so yeah. So, since most people here have tried it, um, are there what else? What did I miss? Are there some categories of, of ways that the medicine has? been impactful to you or did some of these in particular resonate more or have you had some of these hang on everyone I, I mean what the way you put this together to me is is masterful um you know it, it, trying to describe an experience is is a challenging thing and um they all each sentence as you put it in there i think is really well done and um, did, done a beautiful job with it. And, you know, trying to break it down into how that actually happens, you know, in the psyche and all, I, I wouldn't quite know how to explain that, but um, yeah, it's resonating very much for me. I think DeMarcus um, has his hand up. He, DeMarcus, did you have something you wanted to say? And then Rob and then Claire. Oh, no, I was just uh, raising my hand up for when he asked who has taken oh, psychedelics. Okay. I think I think Shay had her hand up, too. I did. <laughs> um, should I say something now? Please. Yeah, go ahead. And then, Rob, mm -hmm. if you had a question, too, keep your hand up. Otherwise, um, if you could take it down, if you had a question, keep it up. Cool. I Well, first of all, I just wanted to echo what... what I'm sorry, what was your name, the gentleman you just spoke? Oh, Dan. Okay. Dan? Yes. Hi, Dan. Um, I, I want to echo what you said. I think he did, Leon did a great job of breaking this down. Um, it's such an esoteric domain and experience, and I think you did a great job uh, kind of, yeah, breaking it down and categorizing it like you did, so thank you. Um, and then secondarily, I'd like to say that I can, in the experiences that I've had, I can relate to everything 
that you um, have written here. So it's, it's from my experience, it's all very valid. Sometimes more than other, some things more than others, you know, to different degrees, depending on what it was or the circumstances or the timing of what I needed um, in the experience. But um, yeah, it's, it's all resonating with me. Thank you, awesome. Diana, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, only that this all resonates totally uh, to me as well. And um, I mean, I think that psychedelics, I don't have lots of experience. I have two ayahuasca ceremonies and that's all. Um, and I'm so eager to go back. But they leave you with gifts. It's not like they answer all your questions. It's an, I used to be afraid that it was some sort of like a spiritual bypass. I was so resistant to the medicine for so long. Why do I want to go get high and, and experience things that way when I could seek deeply within myself? And I had a good friend who was really into this and kept saying, I can't explain it, Diana. You're just gonna have to experience it for yourself. It's beautiful and it's it's surreal and it's so real and it's and it's there's such an incredible amount of integrity that's being transmitted at the same time. And so I I tried it. And what I found was that it's a new kind of catalyst for spiritual seeking. So it leaves you with lesson that you then can choose to integrate. And the, the ceremony itself can be really hard work. But to me, the hard work like really begins after you leave. And I, I missed the beginning of this presentation as hard as I tried to get here. So I don't know what's already been spoken about it, but um, a big so take. the beginning of, of the meet, really. Okay, okay. The slide was the, the first slide of actually. Oh, wonderful. Well, then that's probably all I'll say for now is that there's there's so much to come away with and so much work. You, 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 you get these golden nuggets of like wisdom and grace and then you get to go and try to live your life with this new understanding and you feel responsible for it. So it's like, it's a gift, it's an honor. It's, it's an honor duty as Ra would say, I feel if you're going in when you come out, you've got work to do. And um, so I've been like pacing myself, but I'm like ready. I'm ready to go back. It's, yeah, this all is um, very, very like describes my experience. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I, I love when you said that it comes down with so much integrity. So uh, what you said about feeling responsible that you've been gifted with that, feeling some accountability to integrating it so that it can be out in the world. Um, thank you. Neil? Yes, uh, thank you, Leon, for putting all this together. It's mm -hmm. great so far. Um, see, a lot of my experiences with mushrooms and then acid, and I would say I get a lot of egoic changes, egoic, just learning more about myself, kind of the shedding of my daily thinking and getting those 
like direct knowings of just kind of like, I don't know, looking at my hand and saying, wow, this is my hand and oh, I have a body and then really being able to feel that without the ego pulling you out. So it's almost like a egoic reset for me of like who I really am and what am I doing and asking those questions without my, my daily brain taking over. So, and I think that shedding of at least the daily thinking, the anxiety, the, the mind going crazy allows that love of creator to seep into you. So, and I don't know if you get into this, but it's like brain scans showing the brain being less active once on psychedelics. So yeah. I've seen a lot of it, but yeah, but yeah, not, I haven't really dove deeply into all that. I'm curious what you, what you have seen and what your takeaways are. Yeah. I've just seen that they did scans of people on psychedelics and their brain basically shut down instead of showing more activity. So that's, I don't want to go too far, but yeah, thank you. I'll let you go. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. That's great. Yeah, I just wanted to say real quick uh, that I've I've done mushrooms like four or five times. And honestly, it was before I even was interested in anything spiritual. It was just kind of like I was in my 20s and, you know, experimenting, having fun. And I wonder now, like looking back, if if that was like part of the seed that, that started me like looking into more of this stuff because I had like a really beautiful calming experience where like I had hiked up to a waterfall uh, with somebody and we did mushrooms like at the bottom of this beautiful waterfall and like we were surrounded by nature and like I remember saying the rocks are breathing they're alive and like you know just kind of having this beautiful experience that I didn't really understand yet but like you know in context I'm seeing that's like part of the whole thing. And I just am so grateful for like things that can help us like this, have this kind of medicine. And so thank you, Leon. This has been a really great, a really great talk. Yeah. Thanks so much for that. Yeah. I just, once you experience the aliveness of a rock, you know, it it changes, it changes things. (laughs) Rock's not just a rock anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> exactly. All right. So the next thing I thought I would go ahead and put in here is, um, you know, what what does what does Ross say about um, psychedelics? Um, I have to move this out of the way a little bit. Um, I'm just going to read the part that, uh, that I bolded here. LSD doesn't give poor contact if it's used in conjunction with the contact. The difficulty of this particular substance is that there is a very dramatic drop-off to the effect of the substance. This instrument began the session with distortion towards extreme vital energy. It's because of the LSD. Which the oh wait, sorry, which the substance produces, and, and so one of the the, the takeaways. Well, first of all, 
Carla was taking LSD and from what I know about Hello um, Research is they, this was their life work. That it wasn't that Carla went out partying the night before and took some LSD and said, oh, dude, I shouldn't have done that on the night before I was going to channel. She was taking this as potentially helping in some way. Um, I did reach out to um, Morris, if any of you know Morris. Um, Hogland, maybe. And he was around back then with uh, with those guys. Um, his name is actually mentioned a couple of times in the law of one. Um, when they said, hey, you know, Morris wanted us to ask. And then that's, um, uh, he, he's still around. And, um, you know, he said that uh, he really didn't say specifically why, what she was hoping to accomplish by taking LSD. Um, he didn't feel like they took psychedelics and psychedelics helped them make the contact. I was curious about that. Um, and so, um, anyway, so, so, so one, so this is what Ross said about, uh, the, you know, the energy of the psychedelic, like raising the vital energy, which I, which I see as, um, as a higher frequency, like raising your frequency, allowing you to experience in the realm of vibration that's higher than the third density. Um, you know, uh, I did a reading once with, with Paul Selig that as I've heard me talk about from time to time. And I was asking them about something about psychedelics. I don't remember what I was asking. And they said, you know, they said something like, you know, psychedelics in a way allow you to trespass in realms that are, are, are beyond what, what, what's the standard, what the standard is design, design is for. And I, I, I didn't take that as you're not supposed to go there. I took it as you have to be prepared and ready to, for whatever, whatever is going to happen when you trespass into a realm that is beyond, you know, your, your you've, you've gone across the fence, your fence. You know, your, your area is over here. All right. So what else does Ross say? Um, chemical agents as LSD, this being a positive to a certain extent due to the energizing or speeding up of the vital forces. However, it's not recommended for this instrument due to the toll it takes upon the vital energies once the substance wears off. So Ross seemed to be saying that for Carla and her weakened physical state, I think of it as mostly physical. Maybe it was not just her physical body, but other or the bodies as well. That the coming down off of that was uh, was too costly for her. Is the way I interpreted that. And in my own journeys, I had been told that I was told one time that I'm not giving myself enough time to rest after I take the medicine. The, the image that it showed me was like a tachometer in a car and it showed the needle revving right to right up to the red line. And, and the message was, you know, you've, your system has been, has been, uh, 
really, there's been stress put on your system and you need to really let your system rest, especially the next day. And so that to me correlated with what, what was coming up for Carla. This one, this is the other, <clears throat> my other main takeaway looking at the raw material. The healing ability is affected by the opening of a pathway or shuttle into intelligent infinity. There are many upon your plane who have a random hole or gateway in their spirit energy field, sometimes created by the ingestion of chemicals such as what this instrument would call LSD, who are able randomly without control to tap into energy sources. They may or may not be entities who wish to serve. And so, um, I have, and I think maybe I would suspect others here have, I don't think having a difficult psychedelic experience necessarily correlates to an encounter with an energy or a being that is malevolent or negative. But certainly I have had experiences where I felt like there was an energy or a consciousness that was, I was experiencing almost information or messages that were coming through the same channel that sometimes these beautiful teachings with all this integrity come through, but they seem and they feel a little bit off. And the message on the surface might feel like a legitimate teaching, but a little bit deeper. And so even personally, I can relate to what Ra was saying here. But the other thing that I would say is from my experience and the, and the, the teachers that I've been exposed to and seeing the protocols and the safeguards that they put in place and the rituals that they put in place, I think you can mitigate the safety of a space that you create for a psychedelic experience the same way that you can mitigate it for a channeling experience. So some of the things that LL Research did in order to make that safe from that um, being that was always hounding them, I think those techniques are equally applicable and when I facilitate sessions, I always exercise some ritual to create an unintruded space for the work that the person is setting out to do. So there's some uh, experts here on the raw material beyond. I'm curious if there's any other raw perspective around psychedelics that anyone could uh, share with us, or if any or any other kind of reflections regarding the last few slides. I want to share um, my, I have a hypothesis and I'd be interested for those of us who know the raw material fairly well, if to maybe weigh in on this and I could be wrong, probably am that 
I feel that uh, the pyramids, which were given to us by Ra, as ways to help uh, heal people and heal them physically and spiritually, and they were constructed to affect change in the at the time space or the subtle bodies, the way that the pyramids were configured and where the different chambers were so that people who wouldn't maybe know how to do it on their own could have it sort of done for them by being placed in certain places. And uh, then it was also a place to train uh, initiates or healers to become crystallized healers so they could continue to heal. And Ross says that the pyramid itself was kind of like training wheels for people to gain higher levels of consciousness, um, also physical healing. My gut instinct is that plant medicine is in that ilk. It's in that category of, um, but it's, it's different. It's different in a sense that the pyramids were, if you will, top down they were they were given to us let's say by a sixth entity entity to help us because we weren't ready and and we needed to kind of get on the path to um harvest but rather the plant medicine is actually coming organically from the bottom up and it's being done through a lot more people and it's conventional now so we even have conventional science that's um, psychology, for example, and psychiatry that's looking at ways that this can be efficacious in therapy. So it seems to me from my outside perspective that plant medicine is actually making its way um, esoterically, exoterically, and so that the entire society has a way to benefit from this uh, to get into higher levels, higher states of states of consciousness in the effort to help them live permanent stages of consciousness that are higher. So states would be temporary and then stages would be, um, uh Oh, I think I lost people. I still hear you. Oh, okay. Did you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's all. We still I got you. Yeah. Thanks for that, Doug. Yeah. I've been reading. I don't know if you guys can see this, the immortality key. Um, is it backwards? Can you read it? Okay. Um, is anybody else read that? I'm reading that right now. And there in here, he's talking about, um, in Greece and in India, and he had, you know, thousands of years, but he had, he had Kion or whatever, whatever that potion was in Ulysses or, <laughs> Don't get me pronouncing all these <laughs> fancy, but um, and then also, uh, you know, somewhat and really starting to connect dots and the potential for um, the significance that psychedelics have played thousands of years ago, and, uh, and even part of these mystical religions, uh, traditions that predate some of the most modern versions, what, what has evolved over time. And a lot of the mysticism has been, um, 
has been removed. All right, any other thoughts about that stuff? I have a question. Sure. So some people um, that have reached a, a certain echelon spirituality in their development can access these places without the help of external influence, whether that be you know, psychedelics, etc. Um, they can do that through meditation. Um, many of us, most of us cannot, um, certainly not at that same level. Do you think the actual purpose of plant medicine is for those of us that cannot do that naturally, but we have the choice. We use our, our free will to use this medicine to help us access that with the, with the ultimate goal being to reach a point where we no longer need it to develop that on our own. So it's meant to be like a kind of temporary, like stepping stone, but ultimately comes down to our choice, whether we want to put that in our bodies to put us in that place when we cannot do it naturally. I don't have much to add to that. Just to say, yes, everything you said, it is my belief that it's my belief spiritually. And from what I've gone through and just being in tears from feeling like I've received this gift that I could have never imagined that I, that I would have received, but through the, through the experience of these plant medicines and after those experiences, just feeling like these were put here in order for us to be able to have those experiences and to gain the perspective and you know, in some cases, die before we die, so that we can um, we can see things from perspective beyond the illusion of the veil. Basically, yes, I agree with it. Yeah, Neil. I was just thinking of the. Yourself, accept yourself. Thinking if that's an avenue into knowing yourself better, shedding out the craziness around you, and potentially going to a different dimension and really having to think like, where am I? Or what am I? And when I'm not on this, what am I experiencing? Who am I? And <laughs> what am I thinking right now? And it really forces you to know yourself and understand yourself a lot faster than I think daily society can, can give. Indeed. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. I think in some cultures like in India where meditation is probably part of growing up, there's probably a lot fewer people who would need the the jolting into seeing things from the perspective that we're talking about, you know, 
when I think about how assimilated I was when I was in the darkest uh, points along my path, I think it took something as powerful and as jolting as, as psychedelics to get me out of the rut that I was in, the calcified rut that I was in. Yeah, Diana. Um, I have an opinion, which I don't think runs counter to anything anyone has said so far, but I think it would be a, a great disservice to people and also to the medicine if anyone were to say that you only have access to certain experiences or certain truths through this medicine. I think that's an impossibility. Be kind of like saying to someone, um, you know, if you don't have kids in your lifetime, you're not going to grow in a certain way, right? I think that catalyst, the same kind of energetic value can come through various catalysts. And let's face it, there are people who have medical conditions or things that would make it so that they wouldn't be able to have a consume a, a plant medicine and entheogen. I mean, they're, they're largely very safe, but um, again, this doesn't run counter to anything I've heard here. I just really value and appreciate the idea that our lessons come to us as we need them. The catalyst that we need comes to us. If you're in a position to take a plant medicine and work with it, and if you're interested in that, if you have access to that, then most likely it's right for you, right? But I, I, I can't imagine that it's the only way. Um, like I don't, as much as these plants have their own kind of energetic flavor, you could say. What I what I was shown in ceremony, and is was like no matter how deep I went. I kept getting a reminder, this is you, this is you. And even when I would thank the medicine, I would literally hear the words, daughter, I am you. <laughs> like mm, there's, there, And it was just like, it was a million different ways of showing me that there was no separation and that everything was inside of me. And I think if we're seeking inside of ourselves, there's so many ways to do it. And I think no matter what, if you're seeking, you're seeking within. No matter what, if you're truly seeking, you're seeking within. So yeah, I think the medicine can kind of turn you powerfully within for a period of time. And like Doug said, it's a state. It's not a stage. Like you have to, you have to integrate that and live it later. But um, so many other things can and uh, to each their own. That's all. I feel strongly that I would just never want to send the message. Again, nobody here is doing it. I, I just, for myself, I want to say like, you don't have to do this to have these experiences. I firmly believe it's just been, it's just been powerful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Dan? Or Audrey? Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, but I, I, I was thinking about, you know, our friend Troy, uh, who shared with me kind of his model of the psyche many, many years ago, where there is a, an ego 
boundary between us and the spiritual dimension and even our lower unconscious and things and that it's a semi semi permeable type of membrane that mine had been gotten very permeable just through you know a lot of um, trauma and that I, I kind of see psychedelics as something that that makes that more permeable, almost like a thinning of the veil and that what, whatever we do need to experience, whether it's integration and healing of trauma or inbreaks of new uh, experiences of the divine and unity, uh, that kind of based on what Diana said, I mean, it's there for all of us and different things thin that, that membrane or the veil and uh, so his model helped me a lot when I experienced the psychedelics to kind of be able to have a, a framework, you know, or as it's often called a set and setting to, uh, you know, give us a context for bringing as much back with us or, you know, kind of protecting us too from uh, getting overwhelmed with with too much at once uh although i i've always seemed to find that it, it comes as it should for us you know and especially when we enter into it prayerfully but um, sometime troy might want to say more about that but i i, I really appreciate and kind of use that model to understand some of this yeah thanks for that yeah i've seen his model too and it was helpful for me too Marcus? Um, yeah, so this is kind of a, a random thought or a hypothesis, I guess you could say, popped into my head um, during your presentation and kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on this. I wonder if when we ingest these second density entities, I wonder if we are assuming their vibration or their experience of the creation because they don't have the veil so they're able they they are aware of the unity of the creation they are able to they are aware of and are able to commune with higher density entities and so i wonder if like i said when we ingest them if we are experiencing their experience of the creation but from the third density perspective so it's elevated a little bit stepped up slightly higher so I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that. This is something random that popped into my head during your presentation, which was awesome, by the way, Leon. <clears throat> oh, thanks a lot. I've never thought of it that way before. That's super interesting. I mean, you know, it's <clears throat> I definitely have thought about animals and how um, they have direct experiences without stories, you know, like the egoic, like we have a tendency to experience our world through our stories, like the lens of our stories. And, you know, animals, especially as I sit here working and I have squirrels and stuff and, and these other little creatures that just seem to react so, and, and birds that react so, I feel like they're not experiencing the world through their stories. They're just experiencing the world directly. And so exactly. that, that kind of, kind of relates to what you're saying, I think. <clears throat> okay. Hey, yeah, I um, I wanted to jump in. It's kind of a question and it's kind of an observation. I, um, I've probably done six, seven plant journeys in my life. And earlier this year, I had my first experience with MDMA. So the first synthetic, um, also known as ecstasy, as you guys probably know. 
And um, I had an experience with this that was really different than any other experience I'd heard people talk about. And it acutely affected me for the for two months afterwards. And and I can say that it was directing me and um, very much affecting my life, like a lot of breakthroughs. Um, so it was a really positive and an intense and uh, life-changing uh, experience. But something on my mind about it was the fact that I, I've always heard of ecstasy or MDMA being a party drug. And, you know, it's very heart-centered, which I had a little bit of that, but I had something very different, actually, that, which I truly believe was a, is a divine component of any of these things we're talking about, because there's a substance and then there's, I guess you could call it the higher order, um, combined with intent and just like divine guidance. Um, that's something, it's kind of an aside, but not really, it's actually very essential to all of these things we're talking about. But I've noticed that in my experiences that there is sort of this divine guidance and then what I need, I get um, very specifically. So I know from that point of view, um, I got what I needed for sure. But at the same time, I, I've always heard like it's a party drug, People are at work the next day, you know, it's like very sensual, it's very heart oriented, very, very different than what I experienced. And I kept thinking, what on earth is going on here? Like, why am I experiencing this in such a seemingly different and extreme manner than what I've heard about all these years? So I think I know the answer to this. I mean, it's, I think it's the individual, where they are, what they need, what their intentions are. But I'd love to hear if you guys have had that experience or you have any thoughts or ideas about how these things can affect people differently. Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. What a beautiful experience and powerful experience that you had. And, um, you know, it's so... I, I've heard, I've heard shamans say something like, "Yeah, you know, I only work with the plant medicines. I would never work with a synthetic medicine until they try, especially MDMA." And they go, "Oh, except MDMA, I'll <laughs> because it it is a it is a really beautiful and unique and powerful medicine." Um, you know what I one thing I'm curious about with you is, hmm. It tends, one way I experience MDMA is it has the ability to elevate my perspective above where the fear can reach. And so this normal fear entangled energy that is almost invisible because it's so ever present, that medicine has the ability to elevate us, our perspective above that, so we are free from that fear entanglement. That can also feel exactly the same as heart opening, our mm-hmm. ability to to be, so our ability to look at other people around us that maybe we would normally have our guard up, and now all of a sudden the fear entanglement's not there. So we look at everyone that we're around partying with. And we can just feel their warmth, their heart. We can just, we, f- we, we, we feel the attraction that love provides, but is masked 
and impeded by the fear entanglement that we live with moment to moment all the time. And so would you say that you kind of did experience somewhat of an elevation of your perspective above where fear is typically present? Was that part of the experience? It definitely was combined with, um, I'd say, a fierce clarity on who and what served me and no longer served me in my life in terms of people and circumstances and the truly the inability to stay at that level to to accept anything less than where I now was so it was like this massive shedding of maybe you could say lower density or um just what no longer was a so supportive in my life and it was like explosions going on around me in my life like before I almost knew what was going on I was like taking action it was it was really like guiding and yes so there was a higher perspective and just sort of like this real like it was almost like a sword just cutting through things moving ahead and um it was very very powerful and directive I would say that your ability to experience it the way you experience it, and then it'd be almost impossible for you to then uh, regress back. Yes. Is because of how much work that you've done ahead of that, and how ripe you were and ready for those teachings. Because for a lot of people, sliding back is part part of the work, like like getting like doing the dance, sliding back, and then getting back. Well, that's that's part of the work for you. It sound from what I'm getting is you did so much work before doing that. You were just ripe for that experience of being able to just really make breakthroughs. Thank you for that um, feedback. Um, I felt like I was ready for it. I didn't realize it, but you know, in hindsight, yeah. 